Alright, I want you to notice the verse 13 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 says, But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto He called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or epistle, now our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. I want you to notice that phrase there where the Apostle Paul telling the Thessalonian church who is in persecution, who is going through difficult times, he, tells, he mentions how Jesus Christ this is, he was given by God and he is an everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. The way we, what we should see Jesus Christ as, what we should see salvation as, is as an everlasting consolation. A lot of people, they don't like hearing hellfire and brimstone preaching. They don't like, you know, hearing all that negative stuff. But in reality, anybody who preaches hellfire and brimstone, as long as they, uh, talk about Jesus Christ, they're preaching consolation. Because, well, you know, we can try to ignore the fact that there's a hell coming, but the fact is, it's coming. Okay? That's the reality. Hell is coming for those who do not believe in Christ, because, and that hell is coming because of our sin. We deserve to go there, but thank God, we have not a temporary consolation. We don't have a contingent consolation. We have an everlasting consolation. If we put our faith and trust in Christ, you know, we are, we can be consoled. Hopefully at one time you saw the truth about hell and the truth about your sin and it struck fear in your hearts. And then hopefully what you did, you called on the Lord for salvation and then now you're at rest. Now you're at peace. And so now because he's given us that consolation, you know, we can go forward and just do good works. And we're doing good and we do good works today as a church out of love for God, out of appreciation, uh, because you know, these things don't save us, but yet when you're in a state like we are, where you've been saved and you realize what's been done for you, when you have that consolation, I don't know about you, it makes me want to do some good things. But I, I love how Paul put that term, an everlasting consolation. And I want you to go over to Luke chapter 2, because I think he uh, explains it real well, uh, what that is. And he says that to a Gentile church. And in Luke chapter 2, we see... Uh, this, this is a story of Jesus Christ. This is after his birth, shortly after, where uh, we've been talking about this. That one of the weeks when we were going through Joshua, we talked about how the firstborn, whoever, uh, whenever they would have that firstborn child, he belonged to the Lord, and so they could redeem him and keep him for themselves by going and taking an offering. And so that's what Mary and Joseph were doing. They were following the law and they were taking an offering for their firstborn son, Jesus Christ. And look what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 22. It says, And when the days of our purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. I guess that's why 12 Days of Christmas has the two turtle doves. It's associated with Christmas. So that means we can sing it in church, right? No, it's kind of a weird song, but it is. We do see two turtle doves 
associated with the birth of Christ. It says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And that's the title of my message this morning. The consolation of Israel. That is what Jesus Christ is. That is what Jesus Christ was. And he, uh, that is what it calls him here in Luke 2. He is waiting for the consolation of Israel. Let's keep reading. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child, Jesus, to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveleth those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So, a very amazing story right here where Mary and Joseph are, according to the law, taking an offering for Jesus Christ. And I don't know if we realize how important it was that they did that. I don't know if we realize how important it was that they circumcised them on the eighth day that they did these offerings because Jesus Christ, He has to keep the law, doesn't He? And some things were kind of dependent on His parents. And so they did. They're doing all these things according to the custom of the law. So this is an important story right here. This was very uh, important when they're taking Him to the priest to do this offering. And here in this story, you know, we see a man named Simeon. This man had the Holy Ghost on him. The Holy Ghost had revealed to him that the Messiah was going to show up in his lifetime. And I think that's an amazing thing. Um, and it says a lot about this man. You know, he, God revealed to him, you're going to see the Lord's Christ, you know, before you die. Okay. Now, don't ever let somebody use that verse, some preacher get up and say, it's been revealed to me by the Holy Ghost that I'm not going to die before I see the Lord's Christ at his second coming. Okay. Now, we don't see Simeon um, you know, sharing that with people. I don't know that anybody knew that other than Simeon. But either way, we know it was a fact because the Bible says it was a fact. And so if somebody wants to get up and proclaim that about themselves and use this as precedent, don't fall for that because it's not in the Word of God that Tommy McMurtry you know, will see the Lord's Christ you know, at His second coming before I die. So you know, don't, don't fall for that. But this is a, a real story. This man saw this. And so... Uh, once he had seen Christ, the words that he speaks after that are amazing. And it really just shows how much this man...